Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Gobel Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. I'm Dylan Wilhelm. <laughs> you guys really didn't update the notes. <laughs> you update that part of the notes. Ah, kind of a jeez. Uh, I'm Aaron Van Tile, filling in for Dylan Wilhelm, <laughs> yeah, and I'm nice. joined by sports editor Josh Kirschenbaum and sports clerk Cody Christian, as well as the aforementioned Dylan Wilhelm. Uh, I'm I am back co-host this week. at this point, right? Yeah, D- I, Dylan, he co-host, producer, producer. He did a great. You guys did a great job. I was I actually listened to it and I was like, God damn, these guys went mostly smooth. I was <laughs> pleased. <laughs> they they know their shit. It we was made, good. We made Dad proud. I, yes, um, yeah, like the top seeds in the two B state tournament. I am back this week. Off his bye week. Yeah, had a nice bye. Had a nice little trip to the desert. Went well. Things were good. Were you indeed doing doing cowboy shit like I said on the last podcast? I was, yeah, I did a little cowboy shit. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Um, do you guys want to run through some games? I just want to point out, as the Californian here, that you left Lewis County to go to California to do cowboy shit, which just kind of is a bit of an affirmation for me. You know, I it wasn't a t- it was like an hour and a half of cowboy shit, probably. <laughs> it was desert cowboy shit, not dirt bike cowboy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the <laughs> desert, uh, the desert agreed with me. Had a lovely time. Uh, so I will run through the games and you guys, of course, chip in with any notes because this is all new to me. Uh, in the first round of the 2B playoffs, Toledo holds off Tri-Cities Prep 21-12. It's a rush score. The, yeah, it is. Riverhawks scored in their first possession, then spent the next three quarters doing everything in their power not to score. Ethan Carver took the first play of the fourth quarter, 72 yards for a touchdown, Scored again on the next possession to make it 21 nothing. It's a weird game. In the fourth quarter? Strange. Yeah, it was 7 nothing going into the fourth quarter, and then they scored on the first play of the fourth quarter. That was so after their first possession, they went 70 yards on six plays or eight plays and just rolled down the field. Then they had six straight possessions get into TCP territory and came away with zero points, including they have a, they have a couple kicker? goal line stands too. By yeah, TCP. They, they got stuffed like on the one yard line. They got they fumbled it away, I think, twice. They just ran just couldn't finish drives. And it was kind of that thing we talk about with Toledo is like every play goes four yards until one goes, you know, twenty and that's how they score. And they just couldn't pop the big play for pretty much the entire game until that last until that fourth quarter started and they got that one rush. But yeah, it was just a weird game. And Mike Christensen was saying it was just kind of a weird game out there. One thing I want to clarify is I published a photo of that one yard line goal line stand where uh, the Navvine or not the, the Toledo quarterback was reaching the ball over the goal line. It looked like he scored because there was a lot of controversy from the fans on that one. That was after his, both knees were touching the ground, just to clarify, but it was a sweet photo. So I still put it on there. That was All not right, a touchdown. There you go. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes, uh, you know, a, a picture is worth a thousand words, and those yeah. thousands words were all Lies. not real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Toledo, still alive. Still alive. Just at this point. It's just winning, man. It doesn't. There's no style points, and that doesn't matter. Just find a way in the end zone is what they need to do from the looks of that game. Yep. Uh, next up, Tomwater blows out Port Angeles 70-12. to 12. It's not Yikes. close. Yeah. Uh, two of the T-Birds' first three possessions were touchdowns on the first play. Cooper Clark finished with 194 total yards and three touchdowns. Ethan Kastner, seven for seven for 106 yards. David Malroy fielded a kickoff. He was supposed to let roll and took it 99 yards for a touchdown. Tumwater. Good. Still Every, good? Everything went right. So, yeah, that, um, that the thing I wrote about in this article was, like, even when they messed up, things went right. That Cooper Clark touchdown, uh, so they forced it, 
Port Angeles didn't go three and out. They got a first down, and then Tumwater got an interception. They took over on their 15-yard line. You script the first, like, opening couple plays of your game like you normally do. Somehow, Cooper Clark, who was not supposed to be on the field, accidentally runs out onto the field, and by the time they realize he's out on the field, it's too late for him to get subbed out, so they're like, screw it, give him the ball, and he takes it 85 yards for a touchdown. Uh, like Port Angeles, do. by the way, had to make a two-hour and 25-minute drive to Tumwater for that game. That was Friday night, right? That was Friday night. That's it. And then they had to uh, drive back, and Friday night, Port Angeles was getting like 65-mile-an-hour wind gusts. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a terrible night in Tumwater. It's like the whole, I mean, up and down the West Coast, it was bad. But yeah. also for Port Angeles, that was their first state game in 12 years. Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> Poor guys. Uh, Just an experience for them. So Tumwater definitively still Good. alive. Yes, definitely, definitely still kicking. Okay, uh, first time West. they won a playoff game in two whole years. Wow! Yeah, and congratulations. Drought is over. They're back. <laughs> uh, WFS loses to Highland thirty-four to six. This was what, Friday. Yes, Friday night in Burien. Okay, truly the pinnacle of King County. Uh, everybody is like, "Oh, have you been to Burien?" I always say <laughs> no. Uh, Bearcats scored first, and then the Pirates scored 34 unanswered points to end it. Down 13-6 in the third. Highline took an interception, 85 yards for a pick six. One of four WFS turnovers, and the Bearcats. They had a good season. I had, did they exceed expectations this year? Meet expectations? I'd say probably probably meet. Yeah, yeah. thing right around I there. So. I mean, this was a team that was replacing a lot from probably its best team in school history. Or they, one a, of them. they have a first-year quarterback. They're going to bring back... They're going to have to retool on their line. They're going to graduate Andrew Penland. I believe he's done, and he was probably the best lineman in the 2A Evco. But they bring back their quarterback. They're going to bring back pretty much everybody who touched the football last this year, with the exception of Declan McDonald. But they also have Tucker Land, who has a year and a half's worth of starting experience already, and as a junior, they're going to bring back every receiver. They're going to bring back their tight ends. They're going to bring back most of their defense. Good things happening. Okay. Um, and then one final game, Nia Bay 86, Winlock 6. Thoughts? A game was played. It there happened There was Forks. football. I mean, was it? Technically. A game was begun <laughs> and ended. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a tough break for Winlock. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody went in thinking Winlock was going to win a state title or anything. No, I think this is kind of what they expected. And they're kind of in the same spot. They're going to bring back everybody. I think they had one senior. Uh, by the end of the season, they had one senior playing for them. And mm -hmm. they're pretty much all freshmen and sophomores, and they're all going to be back. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Goble Septic, providing septic service, portable sanitation, for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Cowlitz, Grays Harbor counties. Cody, when was the last time you took a dump in a Goebel Septic sanitation station? Couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's happened before. But it's well, when's the next one going to be, though? Uh, soon and for the rest of your life? <laughs> uh, I hope it's soon. <laughs> the colder the better. <laughs> providing septic pumping inspection and riser installation, commercial septic pumping, grease trap services, porta potty rentals. And of course, they will rent you a sink to go along with that porta potty. You don't want dirty hands, folks. Visit GobelSeptic.com. That's G O E B E L Septic.com or give them a call 360 736 2167. When you need to go, go bell. Yeah. Uh, a statewide recap there were 40 first round matchups last weekend and just eight upsets. 
three were in the 1A bracket and three were tens over sevens, which just barely qualifies as an upset. Yeah. There were more 10 over sevens than nine over eights, which was kind of interesting. But yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, the notes say, I would love the 2A bracket where not only did every higher seed win, but they won by an average of 38.5 points. No close You're correct. Games. I do love that. No chaos. No Shout chaos. out whoever made the, the two-way bracket. Absolute yeah. shock. Yeah. It was, and this was interesting just because I don't. If you remember last year's two-way, um, it didn't quite go chalk, but it almost went chalk. But like half the games were decided by three points or fewer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was talking to Willie Garrow about this, and I was like, "So is it just that there's eight good teams, and then the rest, or what? What happened?" And he said it was just kind of a, a mix of you look at teams like. Tumwater and North Kitsap and Enumclaw who and Linden who are just always good, and then you got a team like Highline who's, you know, it's kind of been a, a class going forward, and this is the year for them to do it. And yeah, pretty much there are. Uh, now we'll find out this week whether there are eight good teams or four good teams. Pretty much. Yeah, um, I haven't even looked at the rest of the brackets. How did uh, the two B bracket? How did that stack up? I'm going to pull it up now, but if you guys have thoughts, it went chalk as well, and. None of them were particularly close. I know Riverview won by like 25. They beat Asotin. Toledo won by nine, which I think was the closest game. Kalama uh, won by 18. Kalama beat, to get Kalama that, beat Friday Harbor yeah. by a lot. Oh, Riverview the eight beat Asotin by 27. Yeah, yeah okay. I think the only bracket in the three, or only upset in the three brackets we covered was uh, Nacelle beating whoever they played. I think they played Pomeroy. Pomeroy. I think that was technically an upset. And then there was one game in the one B's that was like 38 to 36. And other than that, it was just a week of blowouts. Yeah. Pomeroy uh, was a seven. Nacelle was 10. Yeah. And that was 78, 58. But also um, it's Nacelle. So now they yeah. have to play Wilbur and Creston. And Creston Keller. Keller. Yeah. Come on, Cody. Um, all right. Preview time. First in chronicle, chronic chronological order. And first in intrigue on Alaska faces Kalama at 7 p.m. in Tenino. Is this Friday or Saturday? Friday. Friday. Friday night game. All right, nice. Love to see Under it. Under the lights on the blacktop. Sounds like fun. Uh, on Alaska and Kalama, do they? Do they? they they're buddies, right? They yeah. like each other. They'd have no history whatsoever. You could say there there could be love lost as opposed to no love lost between these teams. <laughs> Correct. Some would say. Um, all right. So for those of you who have better things to do than be fully invested online in sports competitions between 17 year olds in rural Washington, <laughs> Kalama beat on Alaska during the regular season and won the C2BL South. However, on Alaska earned the number four seed in the state tournament and a first round by whilst Kalama was awarded the number five seed. Uh, for those of you who do not follow all these matters it led to some great content on social media boy we had a time <laughs> what uh, why can you guys sum up for me why was Ani the four and clam the five no clue personally anyone okay. else i also don't understand professionally but... cody do you have an opinion or just personally that you're abstaining uh personally i suppose no clue why this happened i mean it is the ex- <laughs> that it's professionally this needs to be stopped put josh kirschenbaum <laughs> on the board already yeah you know get a, I, it, get a that, local rep on there it is exactly the same if you're watching the um, I mean, it's the same, but it's they're doing it the opposite way of if you're watching the um, what's happening in college football and the discussion between Oregon and Washington, right? Somebody yeah. beat somebody. And then the question is the eye test, I guess. And I pretty much the committee decided that they that Kalama won that game, but they think that Ani's looked better. And 
I haven't watched a ton of Kalama football this season, but I know Ani's good. Okay. Yeah, luckily, just like college, this is assuming that Oregon and UW meet in Vegas. This will play itself out just like that will. Yeah. So, so yeah, the there's some controversy. And, I mean, it just... <laughs> You can pull up Twitter and see what people have said about it. Like, yeah, they've they've got some takes. They have uh, some takes. They have there are some really weird, interesting takes coming from official team accounts, which is something that I don't think I've seen before. Well, you know, Twitter's kind of the wild, wild west these days. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, Kalamba beat number twelve Friday Harbor. They're, poor Friday Harbor. They always like make the playoffs and get smoked by a D four team. Have to take the ferry down. They played at <laughs> two on Friday because they had to work on a ferry trip. Ah, you know, at least you got to ride in a boat. Um, they beat Friday Harbor 32 to 14, setting up the matchup we all wanted to see. Kalama coach Mike Phelps told the, the the Daily News out of Longview after the game, "quote We certainly didn't play like a four seed tonight." I told him after the game, "You can't gripe about it anymore because you didn't play like it tonight." So that's it. It's over. There's going to be no controversy from here on out. I'm sure. Uh, this is the second time in the last three years Ani has played Kalama in the postseason. And Josh asks me, is this the best buildup to a 2B football game you've seen? Um, no. What, what, what do you got? Let's see. When was this? Uh, 2015, probably. Napavine was playing Liberty in the state championship game. And I was pretty bored on the job one morning. <laughs> so I got out the old blogging equipment and just started Googling things about Liberty High School. And wrote a blog post that was just very sarcastic, you know, off the cuff, just pasted in a bunch of crappy pictures about Liberty. And at one point I put a note in there about it was just, the headline was just like, what is Liberty? And I described the concept of Liberty, the freedom, <laughs> being able to fight the mailman if you want, piss in your own yard, light a tire on fire, do all these things. I'm sorry, I thought this was America. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was I'm very sorry. much that tone. But then the next line was like, Liberty is typically an extremely popular concept in Lewis County, but not this week. <laughs> oh, boy. And so we published it, and I didn't think much about it. And somebody in Liberty found it and shared it on the Liberty Facebook page. And we got so, a lot so, of feedback. So <laughs> you aren't very popular in Spangle these days? I was not for a time, no. Uh, I think Spangle and I have, uh, you know, have recovered. But at that point, that was, a, that was a pretty big one. That was a lot of fun. That reminds me a lot of uh, my freshman year. We played a playoff game against Chihuahua over at uh, Gonzaga Prep. And oh, some... Yeah. Nobody, tiny newspaper writer, wrote a story about <laughs> making fun of us for calling ourselves Pirate Nation. Like, uh-huh. think, I, I'm thinking sure I know we were like guy. a college team or something. Yeah, but someone found it and then was it somebody our, named Brandon Hanson. <laughs> it was almost certainly Brandon Hanson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know the name, but uh, our coach at the time, Casey Johnson, who pretty much coined the term Pirate Nation, took it directly to heart, and that was like the sole motivator of our entire practice plan that week was they made fun of us and um, we, we broke every huddle I with have, that. And I have, I have bad news for you. Yeah. Casey Johnson was very much in on the joke. <laughs> Casey Johnson knew Brandon very well and was familiar <laughs> with Brandon's work. Oh, it might've been someone else. Pasted I don't know. That, no, he pasted it to the bulletin board to fire you guys up. Did it work? <laughs> it did work. Yeah. Casey Johnson, and good then, coach. <laughs> and then uh, something really funny. I remember just to share uh, the locker rooms we were in, like the two, different sides of it. They were both the men's locker room, but there was the coach's office, which had windows where you could see in the other side, they mm-hmm. were just separated. And we like found an old cardboard box and wrote on it, pirate nation MF with marker and put it up in the window. I thought when <laughs> you saw you could see in the other locker thought, room, you were going to describe a porky situation. No, I was we were a little worried. <laughs> no, we were just 
our, our uh, we thought we were trolling them and we were really funny. And we did end up <laughs> we did end up beating them, so I guess it did the trick. But anyway, that's a pretty off topic, but just a fun I, no, no, that's just very, getting that's, in their that's head. Very yeah. Much yeah, on topic. good memory yeah. of the I, plan I, days. I, I just think there's been there have been a lot there have been rivalries in this area that I've covered, but there just seems to be a little bit more coming into this. Yeah, this one seems more personal than just like some sports writers screwing around. Well, and like obviously, yes, on Alaska and Kalama have had a little bit of history the past. You could say there's no love lost. I it's could okay say, to say it. Yeah, you could I'd, say you got to throw out the records when it comes. to I'm going to say they don't even like each other that much. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> but if you it's look like at carried away, <laughs> like I know I'm the like I still carry the mantle of the guy who used to be in Longview. But like the last time this happened, there was the clear thing hanging over. I'm sorry, on Alaska, that Kalama team two years ago was just better. Like, um. And they won the first matchup by what fifty-two points, and then they on Alaska came back, and Clam only won the second one by forty-two or something like that. This one is also the entry because it was close. Like that that game in October was really good. It was tied going into the final minute, and Clam just kind of barely pulled it out. So that also said, it is, it is a lot like the UW Oregon sort of matchup. Is that this next? match like this one i have no clue what's going to happen this okay. this this would never happen but i think it'd be really funny if like on their way out of the tunnel pregame you know how like cheerleaders will typically hold up banners with some sort of saying phrase or motto if it was just the quote we certainly didn't play like a four seed and then just they just have that the loggers <laughs> run through that one way to give them ideas happen, i think it'd be funny uh maz I, I asked him about it and his quote was that he saw it, but he d- he wasn't worried about his players because, quote, um, I don't think they know anything about the internet. They're too busy hunting right now. I, <laughs> <laughs> when he started down on that, I was like, he's going to go with the They don't have internet in yeah, Alaska, isn't he? It's quite the... Wait, who said that? Mass. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. But yes, I would... And Cody's, Cody's going to miss this one, which is sad, but yeah. we're going to have... He, we have been promised good quotes at the end of this one. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'll just, be working remotely on, on the socials. Do you have another like? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have the statistics test or something? No, I uh, I'm going to a. You got the uh, Apple Cup? No, I wish I'm going to Wazoo, Colorado, which was a much better investment. <laughs> when he I, okay, a okay, month okay, and a okay. half ago. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I purchased the tickets September 9th. Wazoo was ranked 13th, I believe. Two ranked wins, four and zero. I think Colorado was undefeated too, and they were 85 bucks. I was like, how could I not go to this game? And such and, and so Cody has learned the term <laughs> depreciation. Then. Is it a combined one eleven since yeah. then? As I told Josh, I don't think I could pay someone eighty five dollars <laughs> to take these tickets now. But hey, yeah, it'll this, be a good this, time. Uh, it's a good thing you're not taking a finance class. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> business accounting. Not yet, but uh, uh, well, you know what? I'm sure you have a great time. <laughs> yeah, like there's gonna uh, look a Pullman on game say. day is a. It's, it's, a good a, time. it's something yeah. to behold. Yeah, You'll have I mean, fun. After six lose, losses in a row, it could be less exciting, but I'm still, I think it'll be a good time. It'll be a good it'll time. Still be fun. You'll, just, sure. you'll just be watching the Cougars finally manage to win and Deion Sanders and being like, I <laughs> yeah. could be watching Kalama on Alaska right I'll now. Get, That's I'll all get to saying. see uh, them give more reasons for Coach Prime to take the A&M job. So yeah. I know we don't talk college football very much <laughs> on here, but uh, I was I trying to avoid it because especially <laughs> when we got into that Oregon UW being ranked thing, because I knew Josh was just going to like rip the mic out of the stand. <laughs> I mean, there, a soapbox. there needs to be some kind of documentary or 30 for 30 about that bye week in Wazoo and what the hell happened. <laughs> 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 Always six sense it. <laughs> 
Uh, I think it's just a typical weekend at Pullman, my man. Yeah. Um, anyway, to wrap this up, barring a massive upset, the winner of this game, Kalama or Onalaska, gets to play Napavine, which beat these two teams by a combined score of 128 to 26 in the regular season. So maybe it'll all be for naught. <laughs> Do we want um, to talk about the Super Bowl for these two teams? <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. Yes. Uh, Congratulations. Gets, you will be annihilated by Napavine now. <laughs> winner gets a, what, like a top eight banner, a fifth place in state banner? Yeah, but that would be the sweetest fifth place in state banner. There I is. Guess. I don't think there is a fifth in state. I'm pretty no. sure it's just. Wouldn't even that's, read that's fifth the kind state. of banner you got to get printted. You got to call, yeah. no free ads, but Alderson's <laughs> Award West Printwares or Sign Pro <laughs> to get that made. No, you gotta, yeah. You gotta know who signs your checks, buddy. I, <laughs> fifth and stay with the asterisk at the bottom. We played Napavine. Yeah. Um, all but right. We beat Kalama. Oh, we beat Kalama. <laughs> Ruined Kalama's season. Um, let's see. Then on Saturday, three more games in the area, one on the road. In the two A's, we got Clarkston at Tumwater. This is 12.30 Saturday at Tumwater. Clarkston beat Woodland 44-6 to on Saturday to get here. This will be a big test for Tumwater's defensive backs. This is kind of the an interesting thing that I've noticed. I'm mostly talking to the 2B coaches, but kind of the East-West split is, you know, Eastern Washington spreads it out. Western Washington runs more of the power stuff. And talking to William, Willie Garrow, he was like, we have really good defensive backs, and we don't really let, let them do anything most of the time because you look at the teams that are playing in the EFCO. Your defensive backs are not going to pay, play too much power pass coverage against Rochester, say, or Aberdeen or Sheldon or Centralia. Um, they got a couple tests, and he was like, even WF West didn't really throw the ball like they threw. They they used to throw it when we played them this year. So he's kind of excited. They got three picks against Port Angeles, who threw the ball a bit and just not particularly well. But that's kind of going to be the thing. I mean, Clarkson put up 44 points. Obviously, something's working for him. So Okay. Um, in the 1Bs, Mossy Rock plays Elmira Cooley-Hartline at 1 o'clock at Tenino on Saturday. The Vikings are looking for their first eight-man playoff win. They've given up a total of 20 points in the past four weeks with two shutouts in there. Uh, ACH beat Concrete 42-26 in the first round. Can Mossy Rock do it? Can they make history? Eight-man Mossy Rock football history. They not won an eight man playoff game ever. Well, they haven't been eight man for very. They've long. They've only played once, then, yeah. and they really? seem to think that they will not be eight man for much longer. No. <laughs> I thought they would at least have one or two in there. Yeah, surprising. But I think that's that is kind of the story. Just in that, yeah, Mossy Rock is even though they're good, they're kind of the new blood in this tournament. Whereas you look mm-hmm. at an ACH who's been one of the best eight man programs in the state for a while now, and I mean we were talking about how the only upset. So last week in the 1B tournament was Nacelle winning, and Nacelle doesn't matter if they're seeded 12. You're never going to be surprised by them winning. ACH is one of those teams, right? If ACH wins this, it's technically an upset, but everybody looks at it as like, come on, it's ACH. So I think this is kind of a, yeah, Masiar doesn't think they're going to be eight-man very long, but this is kind of, can kind of be the, like, you know, we've arrived, like, actually on the state level. Um, take a, you know, like, we're here to be, we're here seriously. Mm-hmm. Just to okay. leave in two months. Um, a 2B game... Little team, maybe you guys have heard of them. Napavine are playing a little team. I'm sure you guys have not heard of them. <laughs> Riverview. They look at a river. They are playing at five or thereabouts into nine o. Thirty, probably an hour after Mossy Rock ends. Uh, Riverview beat a Soton forty-seven twenty in the first round. Napavine something. also okay. Uh, can Napavine win this game? Do you think? 
It's possible. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. They are the number one seed. Yeah. This is actually it's like the like the Tumwater thing. Like Josh Fay was saying, they don't play a lot of teams that throw the ball a lot. Riverview is going to throw the ball a lot. And I think the Napa Vine has some pretty good guys on the outside. And he thinks the Napa Vine has some pretty good guys on the outside. <laughs> and I think it could get ugly. And I... And yeah, there's just a lot of, there's going to be a chance for those, that secondary of James Gross and Ashton Demarest and all those guys to really kind of have a good time out there. And I think you touched on it in the preview too. The only team that's really tried to throw it a ton against them was Carson Graham from British Columbia, or at least one of the few teams that's oh, tried. I forgot they played some Canadians. Yeah. yeah. They yep. essentially no success. The only, I think if I remember they threw correctly, it 45 times. The only reason they topped a hundred or if they even got close was because just of how many times they've tried. Yeah, there was that, no explosive plays. There that, was no chunk plays. Yeah, Napa Vine's played 10 games, and they've only allowed 100 passing yards three times. One of those was Carson Graham, who threw the ball 50 times. One of those was Lyndon Christian, who won. Yeah. And one of them was Kalama, who got 105 yards. Mm-hmm. So there really hasn't been any success pass, throwing on Napa Vine. And once you, when you face these Eastern Washington teams, they are going to try to throw, and it's either going to go okay or it's going to go really bad, and I'm guessing it. For Riverview, it does not go particularly well. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was the year on Alaska won the title, or, or 2019, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played Tri-Cities Prep, and TCP had a... Oh, they ran, they ran five wide against Toledo pretty much the whole game. Yeah, uh, this was, you know, a few years ago. They had a pretty good quarterback, put up a ton of yards. Everybody was like, oh, it's going to be a real clash of styles game, and on Alaska just destroyed them. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but... Well, even watching like Nafine playing Adna, and Adna was running a little bit run, runs a little bit more spread out than the rest of District Four, and Nafine basically just put their guys on islands and sent seven every play, and mm-hmm. those downfield routes that just don't work if you know um, quarterbacks on the ground. Yeah, if yeah. if your quarterback has a second and then is is on his back, right? All right, um, and then Toledo is on the road versus Northwest Christian Colbert in Freeman. One o'clock Saturday, quote from Mike Christensen, Toledo's coach, says, if we play like we did last week, we're not going to be making it past this game. Toledo is once again the measuring stick for the East-West power balance. Can Toledo win this game? Toledo's what, the sixth seed? They're the sixth seed. It's their sixth straight year going across the state, and they are four and one in such games. And yeah, who knows? Who knows how good Northwest Christian is? 10-0, they've played absolutely nobody. (laughs) They played Chewila? They did, but Chewila is not as good as they were last year. I, I, it's not what I asked. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that should be interesting. Good for Toledo. I'm sure they'll be fine. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. Get some furniture, you guys. I've, you know, I've heard the way you live. It's not great. It'd be a lot better if you had a nice love seat. Maybe a Davenport. We were going to replace chairs. all... We, we had so much free space in this room without you here. We were going to replace it with a ton of Elam's home furniture. <laughs> You're going to replace me with a nightstand? Exactly. <laughs> it takes her better. Um, visit their showroom at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. Check them out online at elamshf.com. Cody, he's almost at 1,000. We're going to need a new table here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Let me yeah, look. How are, how are your it numbers? was like four away last time I checked. I don't know. I I mentioned it to Dylan, and he didn't seem very excited to jump through the table. I'll do it. (laughs) It's at nine ninety five right now. You're gonna break the table and get on those phones, people. Let me me text a couple group chats real quick. (laughs) Get those follows up. 
just a bit of volleyball from last week. Dylan was there. Mosterock was third in the 1Bs. Rainier was fourth in the 2Bs. Adna was fifth. Black Hills was eighth in the 2As. Uh, what was the biggest surprise of those, Dylan? Definitely Rainier. Um, yeah. Topping Adna in that semifinal shocked me shocked everyone that i think was there um i think even cody texted at one point and was like is this bracket right just because <laughs> yeah. it's so surprising to everyone well and just because i was there with you during districts and watched adna just have like a, almost no issue with yeah. rainier i was just really surprised yeah to they, see had, that. they had played three times throughout the course of the regular season in the district tournament and i think rainier only took one set in those three matches mm-hmm. um what and i was, tell you district four goes to yakima <laughs> and weird things happen yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was the pretty traditional, like, we played them before, so we know what we have to do. And then, in a nice change of pace, they actually just did it instead of getting blown out again, and they played extremely well. well as um, we, as you love to remark, Aaron, what, what's, what's hard to do? Uh, have two quarterbacks. It's hard to beat a team four <laughs> times. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, of course. So, Rainier was easily kind of the story of the tournament, in my opinion, at least out of the teams that we cover. Black Hills placing was also a nice surprise. Um, Tumwater kind of got the short end of the stick in terms of the bracket and who they, they ended up playing two top three seeds. Because um, the well, seeding committee <laughs> insisted on making Ridgefield six. Yeah, including a, uh, a loser out match against the number three team in the state, which was tough. And, you know, Molly kind of talked about that. But um, And then Mossy finishing third. Like, I mean this with all due respect to Mossy. I mean this in a most complimentary way. That wasn't super that didn't stand out to me a ton just because that's kind of the standard there. And they yeah. they're a younger team this year. Um I was surprised by that. Yeah. Just because yeah, they had to replace a ton. And also I I mean, I almost wonder if they're happier winning a third place match than losing their fourth straight <laughs> yeah. championship. Like they looked happier in the photos. They were pleased. <laughs> yeah, they haven't I'm got sure. to end on a win in a while. Yeah. yeah. And Alex Nelson was pleased and um kind of the we haven't really touched on it because it's just speculation at this point but again it's kind of the worst kept secret that they seem to believe they'll be moving back to 2b i'm just talking to alex nelson after it was like it was nice to end you know get another top three spot in 1b and we're ready for the challenge of moving up next year and mosherock adding the next year sounds very interesting Um, didn't they make this 2b state title in their most recent (laughs) probably (laughs) um and then i kind of touched on black hills i wanted to touch on them again because i didn't expect much from them they went in as the 12 and Carly Sampson kept it pretty simple at the end. You know, they dropped the 7-8 match, but she goes, hey, we came in as the 12, we're leaving as 8. I'll take that. Pretty like, good. <laughs> that math checks out. That um, was their first time placing in, like, 15 years, something like that? I want to say 12. Uh-huh. But, I mean, either way, well, yeah. that's picking nits there. But yes, yeah. uh, This podcast brought to you by AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. If you're either who, too hot or too cold at night, Give them a call, 360-948-2355 is their 24-7 emergency service line. Uh, If you're checking the Chronicle Sports Instagram account and decide your phone is getting too hot, smash that follow button, baby. Smash that follow button. (laughs) Fire away. Uh, Miracle Heating and Air Conditioning, your comfort is their business, providing full-service HVAC installation services and repair with a 100% satisfaction guarantee with everything they do. What if we give like a free newspaper to the thousandth follower? Wow. Like if they're. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can come in and get your picture taken with Cronboy. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> they could be a guest on the pod. Yeah. I was um, thinking we could just have them go through the table. If oh. wants to <laughs> I was um, even thinking we could just have a 
just an announcement, an open invite. If anyone, any football team has got like a freshman they want to send through the <laughs> table, I would gladly come out to the end how of a practice. How well, many tables do you think we have? No, just this one. <laughs> just, this one. Well, we, just the one. I mean, we just need one person to go through Should it. We raise money. I'm by trying like to help Dylan out. Cody's ready it. to show up at your football practice and beat a child with a table. <laughs> yeah, I just hey, hit the DM at the Chronicle Sports Gram. I'll be there, man. Uh, and full pads too would be safe. Be good. Visit, Go viral. Would I get pads? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> visit west.americoolonline.com to learn more about sending Dylan through a table. <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got a bunch of uh, comments and notes and things, but first, an Instagram post from the WIAA. Hot take time. Yes. Been waiting you know for what? this one. I'm, I'm really happy with whoever runs this social media account. <laughs> they, do, they do some good work. Uh, they've got a mascot power rankings. To fill in for the RPI. Yeah. Number one, Camus Papermakers. Number two, Ridgefield Sputters. Number three, Blaine Borderites. Number four, Oakville, the Acorns. Yeah. Number five, the Owaco Fishermen. Number six, the Clarkston Bantams. Number seven, the Lincoln Abes. Number eight, the Richland Bombers. Number nine, Wakayakum, the Mules. And number 10, the Tootalink Fighting Ducks. Aren't stop, they just the stop ducks? Try, just <laughs> stop trying to make fighting ducks happen, people. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what, the, what, uh, who was left out or ranked too high? Give me your takes I think on this list. The Richland Bombers are criminally low. That's, just, that's yeah. the just top because comment. of the, if you know anything about the historic background to <laughs> that, it's just somebody it's watched a, Oppenheimer. It's <laughs> great. There's that. I don't think Richland was not in Oppenheimer, but it I took, was not I took Washington it, they, State history in seventh they, grade. They I know my mentioned stuff. Richland in Oppenheimer. They were not there, though. No, they were no. not there. I think you got to throw in the Lake Washington kangaroos. I don't Purple know. Kangaroos. Purple kangaroos. What? Yeah. <laughs> that, right? That's a snub. That's, that's a, a snub. That's a snub. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Somebody, I don't think mules should be on this list because I'm sure there's multiple schools that are mules. In I this, don't know. In state. Mules, mules I feel like on. that's pretty common. Yeah, but Same mule, with ducks. The mule mascot they use in this picture, like, that's a real dumb looking mule. <laughs> yeah, and it has been. And I well, think the only I saw spot, all due respect to the mules. <laughs> I don't know where I saw it, but I saw the same logo from, it was some like maybe a junior college or high I'm school I'm pretty somewhere. sure Central Missouri University Yeah, I don't know who stole it from you, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I know um, that. But <laughs> I love the, the only thing about the Ducks that is interesting is the fact that they're the only high school that's licensed to use Donald Duck. That's cool, but you're also not the Fighting Ducks. Also, Tootle Lake, not a real place. So Tootle Lake is not a real place. <laughs> what do you mean by that? It's there's no Tootle Lake. It's Tootle and it's just the place is called Tootle. Oh, yeah. There's Tootle and then there's Silver Lake. Well, the, the high school, it's the name of the high school. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what kind of comes in real Kathleen? Yeah, yeah, but the Daily News, when Zach Swanson just signed his NLI with, uh, with Oregon, Oregon State, State, and they were like, the best player in the Pacific Northwest lives in Castle Rock. <laughs> and TDN was like, Tootle Lake, you're like, Tootle Lake gets snubbed. And it's like, no, Tootle Lake isn't a place. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I like the, the earnest comments on here, which is like, interesting take. Unique is one way to put it. And it's like, I, what I, do you think is happening yeah, here? Yeah, it's, it's a joke. I, li- I do like the... Um, some of the native mascots are cool. The Hayaks are cool. The Chitwins yeah. are cool. Chinooks are cool. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, East Jefferson, the rivals, because it's Port Townsend High School and Chimican High School, and they combined. And I just think like Morton White Pass would be a lot cooler if they were like the Morton White pa- White Pass kids who hate each other. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The schools that have a chance to come up with a mascot now and just go with something like. Uh, like Timberwolves or yeah. like Titans. Like you, you could have done something yeah. cool there. The uh, best suggestion I heard for the PL Valley combination was they should just call them the Pluvius Night Riders. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Night Riders is like that's a that's a sick mascot. That is sick. When Long yeah. when Longview combines, I think they should be when Mark Morrison and Arlong combine, they should be the Golden Squirrels. <laughs> sure. 
I heard someone say that the Toledo should have went with the Sasquatch instead of would have been uh, good. 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 That would be sick. Plays into their history. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think some. I know it's hard at the high school level, but we got to get creative. I know this is a mascot power ranking. We got to get more creative on some of these logos. Like the Lincoln Abe's logo is just the LA Dodgers logo. <laughs> well, no, they, they have a logo that's Lincoln, <laughs> Do they? that's okay. Abraham Lincoln's head, and it's good. That's the that's, hat. It's just the Monopoly is, hat. Yeah. I think why so. isn't that logo in yeah. this graphic? Also, like the, the papermaker's logo. I don't know what the hell that is, but it's it a papermaker. It's an anthropomorphized papermaker. <laughs> also, the most like comment on this post is quote How bored is the owner of the Instagram at this point? <laughs> And every I, other you know every <laughs> other top comment is, is agreeing with me that Richland should be number one. Cody, your next uh, your next post should be like the the arms clasping meme, and it's you and the WIA Instagram <laughs> account being like cranking out sick content. <laughs> uh, we got a comment to the week on Tonino's Kellen Knox signing to play baseball in Oregon. This commenter says he'll be in the transfer portal within two years, looking for more NIL money and playing time into females. <laughs> Buddy, if you think you're going to find more NIL money outside of Oregon, like, I, good luck. But you know what? I, I, I don't know. I appreciate their optimism I, for young <laughs> Kellen Knox. <laughs> if when he transfers, he's like, man, there just aren't enough females in Eugene. <laughs> I'm going to take my 170 ERA yeah, <laughs> elsewhere. Nike headquarters is not a good place for NIL money, apparently. I, <laughs> yeah, you know what women hate? Nike. <laughs> Uh, Knox committed to Oregon. Chihiro Bringman from Centralia committed to Stonehill College to swim. Um, other notes, D2 football tournament is coming up. Central plays Western Colorado on Saturday. Daniel Matagi and Jalen Clay from WFS and Tumwater are playing for the Wildcats. Both logged a tackle in their last game. Former Tonino star Takari Hickel logged a tackle in Oregon State's win over Stanford last week. Nice. Is he going to sack Michael Penix this week? Could be. Yes. Uh, Drea Brumfield is at Montana State now and scored her first points for the Bobcast last week against Arizona State. Rochester's Paige Winter played 22 minutes in Portland State's last game and scored six points. And my favorite, Kylie Waltemeyer out of Tumwater, has started all four games for the College of Idaho. Yotes, 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 yotes. And is averaging 7.5 points per game. Hey, the yotes are still ranked number one in the men's side. I don't know Defending national champions. Isn't that where uh, Jeff Glass is playing catcher? Or yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah. 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 Um, what's, uh, where are you guys going this weekend? Oh, he's going to Pullman. No, I'll be back. I'm going to try <laughs> to get all my friends in the car and moving back. I'll see what time I get back. But I'll definitely be back for the Navfine game at 5. Yeah, we'll probably one in twelve o'clock games. You're gonna wake your your boys up after a night in Poland. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Get on the road early. All right, we'll see you Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Where have I heard this before? (laughs) Don't don't speed through Colfax. No, don't speed through. Shout out John (laughs) (laughs) Wall. I think Um, we'll we'll both be in Tonino for Friday. The whole crew will be in tonight. We need to talk to Jared and see if he's shirking duty for personal reasons again is he getting married again or yeah, what? exactly second honeymoon already <laughs> um and then yeah i think dylan's gonna go to tumwater on saturday and i'm gonna go to tonino for the mossy rock game and then we'll probably all meet up again at, at tonino at tonino at late night all right so uh, we're gonna close it out there thanks for listening and you guys did once again you guys did great last week oh